You're listening to the Holistic Spaces podcast brought to you by Mindful Design Feng Shui School. Episode 88, Our Feng Shui Lineage. Welcome to the Holistic Spaces podcast, where we hope to inspire, educate, and empower you to create your own holistic spaces that nurture and resonate with you. Angie Cho and Laura Morris are the founders of the Mindful Design Feng Shui School. Together, they have over three decades of experience designing harmonious living spaces. Laura and Angie have guided thousands of people to shift their energy and revitalize their lives. Mindful Design School offers feng shui courses and certifications. Check us out at mindfuldesignschool.com. If you've been listening to us for a while or you're a newbie, welcome. And we hope you enjoy this earlier episode. So we're recording this, you know, a few days before you're getting this, but we're all going through challenging times, especially I'm in the United States and on a global level, we're, we're all working through the pandemic. But in the US, as most people know, we're working with a lot of challenges with racism and it's really groundless and instable time. And so Laura and I are really committed to upping the ante. So recently I listened to a talk by Pema Chodron. She's an American Buddhist nun that lives in Canada. And she talked about how her root teacher, who's also my root teacher, Chogyam Trungpa, suggested that if you're feeling in a place of privilege, what you can do is up the ante and really get out of your comfort zone and open your heart. So Laura and I have been working with this and doing this, and we thought we should also do this for the podcast. And the way that we thought we could up the ante is to look at what we're doing and to examine how we show up in the world. So Laura and I noticed that something that happens a lot in feng shui is what's called cultural appropriation. And, you know, um, I'm not trying to say anyone's doing anything wrong or bad, but it, it happens quite a lot because feng shui is in Asian Chinese. It comes from China. It's something that has been appropriated by privileged white people and also privileged yellow people like me, but or I'm a Korean. And so we wanted to just shine the light on ourselves and see how we can up the ante and step up. So the first thing that we wanted to do was to share with you, our listeners, about our feng shui lineage. And this is something that we are so excited to share about. And we actually do share this with everyone in our info sessions. We spend time on sharing our lineage because this is very important to recognize where you come from, your own personal cultural lineage, as well as the lineage of whatever you're studying, if it comes from a, linea- a cultural lineage. So we do share this with our info session students, and we talk a lot about this. On the podcast, you've probably heard us talk about it, our teachers and our lineage, but also in our certification program. But we thought we could do better, and we're in the process of you know, updating our website. It should be up by the time this podcast is out, and also to share this with you in a podcast episode. So, so today we'll be talking about our feng shui lineage. So I'm going to just start and then Laura is going to chime in in a second. Actually, Laura, why don't you start with the, that, the, what you wanted to Okay. Yeah. So as Angie mentioned, we are, we're, we're mindful and conscientious because it is part of our practice when we are working very closely with students 
or when we're teaching on a very uh, more intimate level, uh, teaching part adjustments from our practice that it is really important to reflect on what has come before us and to honor that wisdom. And we're, we're quite conscientious about that and, and quite mindful and our students are well, well versed in that, but we felt that we could do better about talking about it on sort of more surface level platforms. Like when we talk here, we often, well, as you know, we don't share a lot of the secret transcendental cures that are passed along through our lineage, but we thought that it's still important for us to understand that and for everyone to understand that uh, much of feng shui is, depending on what school and where you come from, lineage is, is a part of it, especially for Angie and I and for those that practice black sect. So we owe a debt of gratitude and we pay it and we always respect it and think about it to our own feng shui teachers that have come before us. And we and those teachers that we have trained with, our teachers have learned directly from the root teacher of this practice, which is His Holiness Grandmaster Lin Yun, who is the fourth lineage holder of Black Sect Feng Shui and the teachings. So we are also through that because of how he has, uh, and the practice that he's brought forward, we are also beneficiaries of wisdoms from the traditions that include Taoism, Buddhism, Chinese folk, and tantric lineages. So really the concept of lineages, the roots go quite deep. So we can't, we don't claim these as our own. The information is part of this golden chain of wisdom and it offers many gifts throughout this lineage. But I think it's important for practitioners to know that. And I think, you know, those that that are connected deeply understand that this is practice is not where you claim these as your own. They're not. They're part of a greater wisdom that has deep roots. And then we can see ourselves as practitioners as branches on a tree that grow out of this great root lineage. So I think it's important for us to acknowledge this lineage and what comes with it as well. Yeah, absolutely. So let's, uh, so that's why it's important to acknowledge your lineage and we'll talk about it. And also I want to challenge all of you a little bit to get out of your comfort zone and up the ante for yourself. And we know that we have other feng shui practitioners that listen to this podcast. We have feng shui dabblers, we have newbies, but everyone don't be afraid to ask other practitioners where, like, especially if they're white practitioners or non-Asian, non-East Asian practitioners, where did they learn from? Who are their teachers? What is their lineage? Because it's really important to acknowledge that and not be afraid to. And then if there is a fear of that, then you know their ego, it, there's, it's based on ego and it's also culturally appropriating feng shui. So I really encourage everyone to ask, ask us as many times as you like. And this is what we're trying to answer in this particular podcast. So what is feng shui? Feng shui literally translates to wind and water in Chinese and it's feng shui. Feng shui, that's how you pronounce it. And different dialects pronounce it differently. I think feng shui is good. It's not feng shui and it's not shui, it's feng shui. And the name actually comes from a poem, an ancient Chinese poem from Kuo Po. And the poem starts with these lines. 
the translation is the winds are mild, the sun is bright, the water is clear, and the trees are lush. So wind, the wind is like our breath and the water and as humans and all living beings need water to survive. We all need hydration. So this is what feng shui is. And so feng shui is a discipline that was started in ancient China. Yeah. It's older than I think even is written often in books. So when you look at the feng shui 101 definitions of it, it's actually almost 5,000 and probably even older than that because feng shui has evolved and it wasn't always uh, kind of referred to that. It was a shamanistic practice. Yeah. I see from our teacher, Stephen Post, one of our teachers, he, in the notes that we have from when we learned from him, he said that feng shui is 7,000 years old. Yeah. And because we're talking about using it in a more Well, practices of Chinese folk as well, developing into Taoism, there's not really a perfect thread that runs through it all. There's many different practices that developed and different places they were practicing different methods, but it is, you know, the idea that it's quite old and it has evolved differently over centuries, eons, (laughs) quite a while. And we as practitioners acknowledge that we practice many different schools, which we've talked about before. And each school has a different lineage in a way, but they all come fundamentally from the same concept. You know, geomancy, looking at the form of the land, you know, eventually went into the yin yang. Yeah. yeah. And then Taoism with the yin yang school, which came out the, the five elements five school. Elements, yeah. yeah. And then, and that in terms of Taoism, having, you know, both alchemy, divination, so many different areas in Taoism as well that sort of split off and feng shui was within divination part of that. We just acknowledge that even within those, there were teachers and within each of those that had students that practiced it and moved forward and and that continues today. So that is the concept of lineage, that it comes from a root where you're taught by a teacher and in our tradition where it's transmitted in orally, where we're communicated it directly. Mm-hmm. And we'll touch on this as we have on other, in other episodes, but there are many different schools of feng shui and there's more classical schools like the compass school and the form school. And there's also different schools that mix the two. And then there's flying star and there's pyramid, which is a, I think a newer school and there's the Western school and the school, just so everybody knows. So we're crystal clear, the school that we study and practice and teach is the BTB school, B-T-B. And what that stands for is Black Tantric Sect Buddhist. So it's Black Tantric Sect Buddhist Feng Shui. So there's a lot of like uh, deep roots in, in Buddhism, like Laura mentioned. Yeah. And I think sometimes it is often confused with the Western school, which is a different school entirely. So, you know, I think because the professor in the 1970s transmitted it, brought it when he came to the West, to the US. Often people refer to it that it is Western just because he brought it here and transmitted it to Westerners. But that is not the same. That's a small W. 
Big W Western is a school, is a, is a separate, completely separate school as well. And there's different methods that they, there's different ways that they even lay down the Bagua and stuff. So lots of schools, lots of similarities, but I think what's important is, yeah, you know, as you practice and learn, especially if you want to start learning on a deeper level and really starting to embody it and to embrace this practice, to understand that these are, is not, you know, we're not making this stuff up. This is stuff that comes from an older uh, root lineage. And it's important that wherever you practice with to understand that and to honor that and to be mindful of that and to reflect on that. So we have, as just to circle back, we have been as clear, we, we've, we're, we're crystal clear with this with our students when they come in, even when we do our information sessions, because we want them to understand if you are going to study with us, you are part of this lineage. So we can't tell them you're just going to be moving furniture around because that's not, that's not right. Like that's not, I mean, we do move furniture slightly, but that's not what we do. So we want to be honest and we want to be clear. And so we are very good about communicating, but perhaps we're not as, as having a platform like this and on social media and writing blog posts and doing all these things, it gets lost. Let's just put it that way. That, that lineage part gets lost. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm writing a lot of blog posts, as most most people know. I write for the Spruce, and there's a lot of blog posts out there on the internet that are culturally appropriating feng shui and and Buddhist objects, and and you know we do the best we can, but I think all of us can get out of our comfort zone and and start to question things, these things, and look at it deeper, and look at what it means. And I'm you know as an Asian American, I'm very much included in this conversation, and just a little side note on what we were talking about with the schools, we always want to reiterate that we were taught by our teachers and we truly believe and honor all the other schools of feng shui that there is not one that's correct or incorrect, but we resonate more with black sect feng shui. That's what we learned. We didn't learn other schools. Well, though Laura dabbled a little bit in Compass before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and I, and I've taken classes with Joey Yap, who's a flying star compass practitioner, but I really, we only teach black sack because that's what we know. We don't want to teach something we don't know. So anyway, just, we just don't want to give you the incorrect impression that the black sect or the BTB school is only correct school because that's absolutely not true. If you've practiced other schools or you practice other schools or you have had a consultation from other schools, totally okay. But I would encourage you again to just find out what the lineage is so you know, so you're informed, so you're not culturally appropriating anything. And no one should be ashamed of that because we need to offer credit to a culture that offered us and shared with with us this great wisdom. So with that, Laura, you want to tell them who our teachers are? Okay. Okay. I will tell them. Okay. So our teachers are Stephen Post, Barry Gordon, Rosalie Prince of Valley, and Catherine Metz. And those are our direct teachers that we've studied with. And they studied directly with the professor. And do you want to tell them a little bit about Crystal? Sure. So His Holiness Grandmaster Lin Yun, he passed on actually the year that I started studying feng shui formally in the three-year certification program. So Laura and I both studied in a three-year feng shui certification program in New York City. It is called the BTB master's program. It actually has dissolved. And so when our school was beginning to dissolve is when Laura and I 
stepped up and we asked our teachers, we asked each of our teachers for their blessing to be able to teach. And they gave us their blessings to teach. So that's also part of the lineage is to ask for permission to teach and to pass on the teaching. So we were given the permission to do that. And so Professor Lin Yun passed away at that time. And then his successor is now the fifth stage lineage holder. So Professor Lin Yun was a fourth stage lineage holder of the BTB, the Black Sect teachings. And now it's Crystal, Crystal Chu Rinpoche. And she would be called Her Holiness, Crystal Chu Rinpoche. And if you want to learn more about her, you can visit, is it yunlintemple.org? Yeah. Yeah. We'll put that in the show notes. And we encourage you because she she's a very kind and generous teacher. And I she knows me and I've met her. Check her out. And she has, and you can learn more about where BTB comes from. But she is the the fifth stage lineage holder. And I think it's really lovely that it's a woman, which says a lot. But I also want to point out. So as an Asian American woman, almost all of my teachers, except, except for one, I have one, my, my flower Dharma teacher, Marsha Shabata, she's half Chinese, but all of my teachers are white, but they all worked very closely with their Asian teachers. So my Buddhist teachers all studied directly with Chogun Trumpa. They were senior students of his. And then our teachers were senior students of Professor Lin Yun. So I think it's so beautiful how, as an Asian American, I have been able to touch back into my Asian roots, which my cultural heritage, which had been lost in a lot of ways by moving to this, by, by being born in the States and other, you know, of course, colonization of Korea and so forth. That's another story. But <laughs> I think it's beautiful that it's so multicultural and that our teachers were able to bring me back to my Asian cultural heritage. And they did this by respecting the lineage and honoring the lineage. So this is why it's so important. So as we said, we're updating our website. We encourage all of you to look into whatever practices you do and find out what the lineage is. And then also actually my, especially my Buddhist mentors, and, I, and what I was told was that Chogun Prangpa really pushed this is that you really all need to look at your own cultural lineage, whatever that is, and honor that because there's a lot of healing that needs to happen with every person. We're not, we're not different. We're all, the, we're all interconnected and we're all human beings. So all of us can begin to heal by examining and unpacking our own personal cultural stories and our cultural lineage, and then to recognize and honor the cultural lineages of the practices that we're drawn to. Yeah. So, well, I think that was, that was good. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. And um, we hope you check out our website, mindfuldesignschool.com. With our, we'll have a new section with, with our teachers on there. And do you have any announcements this week? I don't think so. Just the practical feng shui, which we talked about. And um, yeah, I think that's it. And we, you know, I mean, if those of you that didn't listen to the last podcast we did, we did talk about five feng shui basics. So that's kind of, it all kind of ties in nicely together with this, uh, with this podcast. So if you haven't listened to that one yet, go back and listen to that as well, because it's really a good place to go. 
Thank you so much for listening to this earlier episode of the Holistic Spaces podcast. Now you can tune in every Monday for a new podcast episode. If you like our podcast and this episode, please share the podcast with others. Subscribe and even better, leave a review. If you'd like to explore the world of holistic spaces and feng shui on an even deeper level, please visit our website, online store, and blog for more information about feng shui and holistic living. You can visit holisticspaces.com. Support the podcast by checking out our certification and mini courses at mindfuldesignschool.com. Thank you so much for listening. See you next week.